Shalom mishpocha. Shalom, family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word, means family. And we're the Mishpocha, the family with a Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people where the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's finally come down to form one new man, one new humanity, getting ready, Mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar, all the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone everywhere to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot for the Messiah. Well, I just got a hold of a CD that was done for us exclusively for a, for a period of time, and it's by Julie Meyer, uh, and she is a worship leader at IHOP, International House of Prayer, not pancakes. <laughs> and uh, Julie, I, I have to tell you, I, I, I'm a feeling kind of person, and I feel something on your music. I, uh, I have felt peace on other artists' music before, but yours is a different type of peace. It's the, like, the most calming peace that I've—it's almost like a psalmist has, is on a frequency. And I'm trying to come up with words in English to describe the frequency that you're on. Uh, what would you describe the frequency you're on from heaven? I mean, I I don't know. I I think part of it is I love to sing the word, and when you sing the word, that those words are alive. I mean, they're alive on the inside, and uh, it, it has to bring about peace, and it has to bring hope because that's what his word does. Well, I I have to believe that when and you 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 must have reports of people that have said to you how much peace your music brings them. Absolutely, um, ab- absolutely, I have that happen frequently. Um, and in fact, I was started getting emails from counselors that, and I loved this that they said that they put on my CD. And they put it on in their waiting room, and they made their clients just sit there, like in the presence, because a CD can carry presence. It's it's a it's the word that's with music, and um, there were several of the counselors, and I get these two or three times a year, and they said that the anger, the offense, the bitterness. It was as if it was washed away when they were sitting in this room just listening to the music because it's it's the word being sung. Well, I have to tell you, I'm personally using it for my own soaking music, and I am loving it. Uh, now, for those that don't know you, I'll tell a little bit about your background. You had an alcoholic mom, and uh, you had a piano, and your only piece and solace you could find when you were sad is to retreat and to play that piano. Uh, did it bring you peace when you did that? It did. I didn't know the Lord in my, you know, when I was mm-hmm. young, but I ran to the piano and I loved to sing old hymns. And the one hymn that I would sing over and over was Sweet Hour of Prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, and uh, I don't know. I just loved the hymns, and that became my shelter. Pian- the piano it became my refuge and my shelter. 
um, until many years later when I ran into Jesus. Well, first you ran into, and I can't, I'll never forget this because it's the same last name as mine, but we're not related, the Roth twins. And you were in a competition, a music, a statewide music competition, uh, and they were really begging you to come to Bible studies, and they, they, they wanted you saved. Uh, and uh, you said, if I win this contest, I will go. Did you think you had a chance of winning? No. They're, they they were Lynette and Jeanette Roth, and we all took piano lessons from the same teacher, Mrs. Wilson, in Walmago, Kansas. <laughs> and we went to these competitions every year, and I kind of thought the the twins were weird, you know? They were identical. I could never tell them apart. And they both loved music, and I was actually, it was my third year to go. Each year you would either pass and go on to the next year or you'd get eliminated. And it was my third year, and whoever won, like, would go to state. And I I remember they were bugging me the whole trip, come to Bible study. And I really, to get them off my case, I said, you know what? If I win... I will go to your Bible study because I knew I wouldn't. I was a junior in high school, and there were, you know, musical majors that were at a sophomore in college that were there, and it was the whole state of Kansas. And I, I didn't play that well. I mean, I played okay, and I went and I sat down by my music teacher, and she was nice, but she patted my leg and she goes, "Well, you could have done better." <laughs> And because I used to get so nervous when I played the piano, you know, I used to make my mother, I'd say, please make fried chicken. And I would get my hands all greasy and then I would practice my Beethoven and my Bach and my Brahms because if I could play it with greasy fingers, then if I got nervous and my fingers sweat, I knew I could play it for the competition. Um, but the funny thing is, is that I won the musical division. And I remember they said the first certificate award goes to Julie Thoopy. That was my maiden name. And then I won the whole competition. I mean, of every single musician that was at this, I won. And I knew I didn't play that well. And I sat there going, I think, I think God wants me to go to Bible study. And I went. And how long after that did you get saved? I, I got saved that night. I mean, the, uh, when I went to Bible study, I always believed in Jesus. I just didn't know I needed a personal relationship with him. My prayers were mostly, God, if you will answer this, I promise I'll never pray again. I'll never bug you again. That was my prayer life. And, of course, he loves the sound of our voice. (laughs) He loves when we pray. He loves when we talk to him. Um, But I just, I went right home and I asked him to come into my life. And, you know, it's been been great. I mean, I, 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 I never backslid. I, I, I just was in. I was in the whole commitment, and I, I love him more today 
gosh, years later than I would have ever thought imaginable. Now, you were at a historic meeting in which uh, someone that is now in heaven right now, a prophet by the name of Bob Jones, prophesied a 24-hour house of prayer, which later became known as IHOP, International House of Prayer. Uh, And uh, you were at that historic uh, first meeting. Uh, But the thing that intrigues me even more than that is you cried out for about four years for God to give you dreams and visions. Why did you even have that prayer? You know, I just wanted to know him. I mean, I wanted, I just wanted to see him. I, I, I have amazing friends, and they were always telling me about their encounters and their dreams, and I just was hungry to know him, and I... I, I just remember sitting down one day saying, I don't just want to sign up that, that after I die, I meet you. I want to meet you on this side. And it was just a hunger that I just wanted to know him. Now, in addition to uh, being a worship leader, uh, in addition to this hunger, uh, you also were a soccer mom with three boys. Uh, and... Uh, out of curiosity, uh, there, there are people listening to us right now, uh, and, and, and they're being pulled apart as soccer moms and housewives, and uh, they've got so much to do. How were you able to carve out that time? You know, I, um, I have three boys, my husband and myself. My, my husband and I have three boys. We have uh, Isaac, and then we have identical twins. Also, double tr- no double blessing. <laughs> blessings. The blessings of the Lord can be hard sometimes, though. And when I had my twins, I couldn't go anywhere for two years. Everything shut down, and there was no web stream, no any, you know, nothing then. And but you know what really helped me? I love this because you know, ever since 1983, that's when I was at the prayer meeting with Bob Jones and Mike Bickle. And Bob began to prophesy about the day where the Lord would raise up 24-7 houses of prayer. And, um, but what I always did is I would take Scripture, and maybe it was just two Scriptures, and I would take it, I would pray it, I would, and then I would sing it. You know, I just start when I read that in your book, I just started doing that. I would never sing scripture. But what the reason that really clicked with me was because uh, as an evangelist, uh, years ago, I used to have long healing lines. I don't do that now. I operate primarily through words of knowledge. And I found something amazing. When I would sing over someone, uh, they would, the anointing, would go into them stronger than when I would speak over someone. There's, I, I don't understand it. And then, if you're singing Scripture, you can't get any stronger than that. That's right. But do you understand that? Maybe you can help me, because why is it singing of Scripture uh, seems to be more powerful than speaking of Scripture? It is powerful. And what, when I've studied the life of David, King David that I love— in the most dire of circumstances, he would always write, I will sing to the Lord a new song. And when you study him, it is said of King David 
that he went to war with a sword in his hand and a song on his lips. And I love that there's something about singing. And and the reason is your ears have to hear your sound, too. That's when it just, it just, um, gets written upon your heart. Oh, I have good news for everyone listening. I can't carry a tune. So if I can do it, you have no excuses. <laughs> okay. Exactly. We're all supposed to make a joyful noise unto the Lord anyway. Uh, Julie, tell me about the song, God is Alive. I, I, I want to start with that from your, uh, we, have, we have the two CD albums. One is brand new, and we have it on exclusive basis. Uh, and, and your brand new book, Dreams and Supernatural Encounters. And uh, I don't know what feedback you're getting, but I can tell you that I know what happened to me. And I, this is what my staff is telling me. They, they are telling me that they actually feel that they're in your dreams and visions and the messages you have from God. They're not just for you. They're for them. It's like God was giving it just to them. Have you heard that before? That's the, that's the main testimony that I hear from every single person, that they will you know, email me or write me just personal letters and say, I felt like I was in the dream when I was reading it, and the emotional pain that I was walking through as I begin to read the dream and just see a new facet and understand the love that Jesus has for us, that suddenly it was as if that pain and that sting was washed away because they saw the truth of who Jesus is. Tell me about the song, God is Alive. God is Alive, I wrote when I was with my friend Joshua Mills. I, I've interviewed Joshua. He's the one that has all that gold dust and plays the piano. He does. It happens <laughs> all the time. And he was preaching a sermon. And he was going, God is alive. And he was saying, Hallelujah. I must praise y'all. And it was almost coming out of his mouth, his sermon was as if it was coming out like a song. And I just began to write down his words, but as I'm writing them, I can hear a melody. And I, I literally, and Joshua will probably remember this, when he was done with his message, I went up and I sang the song. Let's hear it right now. God is alive. Work on. 
is alive. It's too late to tell me God's not alive. It's too late to tell me Jesus isn't the Messiah. I know him. This is eternal life, that you might have experiential knowledge of God through Jesus. This is eternal life. I want everyone everywhere to know him. And I recently got back from a trip to Israel And I had, this is unprecedented, 500 unsaved Jewish people came out to a lecture on the supernatural. And I'm going to tell you, miracles occurred. And the majority of them stood up and made professions of faith. Unprecedented, unheard of in Israel. Don't you tell me God isn't alive. It's too late. And I'm going to tell you something else. We're coming into some pretty trying times on planet Earth, but God is alive. And this book, Dreams and Supernatural Encounters by Julie Meyer, is going to change 
your understanding of the invisible realm. I believe that her dreams and visions are messages from God on how to have intimacy with him, no matter what is going on in your life. And if you have intimacy with God, you have everything. And then the two CDs, trust me, the peace, the uh, uh, tranquility, that it's going to bring in your life. The two CDs, one of them is a brand new exclusive soaking CD. We're making the book and the two CDs available for a gift of $40. And when we come back, I want to find out a lot more about singing scripture. Call our order only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. Two six nine seven. This is Sid Roth, and I'm talking to Julie Meyer. And uh, Julie, you say that you have breakthroughs 100 percent of the time when you sing Scripture. Now, and and for those that perhaps didn't hear the uh, first part of the interview, uh, you're a soccer mom. You're a busy woman. Uh, you, you had three small sons, and that's enough to do it to anyone, two of them twins. Uh, it, and tell me about the breakthrough you get. I, I want to hear about this 100% of the time when you sing the words of God. Well, well actually, I, I mean, for me, it's 100% breakthrough 100% of the time. When I... Because of growing up with an alcoholic mother, and um, she gave her life to the Lord right before she went to be with Jesus, which was amazing, because I got to pray with her, and I love that. But I had a lot of things I had to work through personally. Um, a, A big one is that I hated myself. I hated myself. I hated how I looked. I hated how I sang. And I spent a lot of years in counseling, which I, you know, I don't mind. And this is even when I was in high school, because I was already getting ulcers just because of my family life. And what um, happened is that I, the counselors, they helped me understand why I thought the way I thought. But I didn't have a breakthrough And I say a breakthrough on the heart level, meaning I couldn't feel his love for me. And when I began to sing the word, suddenly it was like everything that I thought about me, it was like replaced with God's thoughts about me. And it, I feel like it was such a miracle because i simply took the word i would take psalms i would i would sing it word for word i would turn it into a prayer but then i would prophesy it over me i mean well, would you you know what would you just sing it uh, impromptu right now a scripture uh over those that are listening absolutely one of my favorites is Psalms 116, verses 1 and 2. I love the Lord because He hears my voice and my cry, because He bends down and listens. I will pray as long as I breathe. And I'm going to sing it as if God were singing it to the listeners. 
because this is how I had breakthrough in my own life. I hear your cry. I hear your voice. I hear your song. And I want you to know, says the Lord, that I'm not too busy. I love your song. I'm not too busy. I'm bending down, bending down. And let me say to you, just hold on, hold on, stay steady. Hold on, don't grow weary. I have your back. I'm for you. I'll be your shelter. I am your father. I see everything, 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 everything. And I love the sound of your voice. I love your cry. I love your song. So stay steady. I'm with you and never stop crying out. I hear your voice. I love your song. Wow. I hate to continue the interview. I want to just sit back and soak in that. Uh, But uh, one of the things that happens is you have visions and dreams. And you were telling me that you literally feel that you're in them. Explain that. Absolutely. I'm, I, I remember them like it's what I did yesterday. Um, and, and what I love about it is I am, I'm just a mom. And I don't mean to say just, but I'm not a theologian. I'm not a doctor. I love the PhDs. I love the Bible. I love learning the Bible. But I feel like I'm a simple person that just loves him. And when he opened the door and suddenly I just began having these dreams and encounters and I could smell, I mean, I could I could see, I could touch, I could feel. But but these dreams, they're transforming, they're prophetic. I mean, you, you heard, you saw things in, in your dreams that have come to pass. You developed a burden for the Jewish people that you didn't have before until you walked through that dream. I had a dream where I, Jesus, he was, he came to me very nice. And he said, I want you to meet my friends. And he took me, and we were kind of like flying. I mean, and I really was flying. It was like I was a bird. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna, I want to meet Isaiah. I want to meet Ezekiel. I'm thinking, you know, the Lord's friends. And suddenly, he looks towards the earth, and we start like literally just flying straight to the ground, and I know we are going to hit the ground. Not, we didn't just hit the ground, we went through the ground as if we were a rocket. And when we came up through the other side, I felt in this dream, because it was as if my body really did this. We came up, and I was in what I knew to be Jerusalem, 
And But my body was torn. My flesh was torn. And I was in pain. It was like my body really went through the earth. And in the dream, he got right up in my face and he said, until your heart is torn in two like your flesh, you do not know my friends. These are my friends. I want you to experience the burden that I carry. And in this dream, I'm walking with him like down these paths, and I know that I'm in Jerusalem, but he is, and it's as if I can feel his broken heart because the people that he was, it was the Jewish people, they didn't care that he was there. But this was the exciting part. The exciting part is that he began to just look at them. And he would nod, and I would see this suddenly. It's, it's Psalms 102, appear in your glory. It's as if suddenly he was appearing to different ones of the Jewish people, and I saw their face that suddenly they knew he was Yeshua. And the neat thing is that I saw him appear to top rabbis. And these top rabbis, after he would appear to them, they knew that he was Yeshua HaMashiach. And these top rabbis, they would go up into the high part of their house. They had like this upper room in my dream. And they were saying, this changes everything. This changes everything because these are the rabbis that study the word, that it's the Torah. They memorize the Torah. They have it memorized in five different languages. But suddenly he added Rama to the Torah and they understood he was Yeshua. And it was as if in this dream I saw that he was breathing on this tiny flame of knowledge in their hearts. And there was a day, there was an hour coming when these rabbis, and they were top rabbis in Jerusalem, that they would run up to the top of this mount and yell, Yeshua is Messiah! Yeshua is Messiah! And in the dream, I'm watching this. And because I, I was there, I saw it with my eyes. I felt it in my body. I know it because it's as if I lived it yesterday and it's already happened. And it's happening right now. Uh, most of those listening to us right now don't know that Dr. Michael Brown and I partnered in doing an evangelistic web page for Orthodox Jewish people. I, I believe that this is, I, I mean, God has us doing so many things to reach Israel right now. And I'm going to tell you something else. When you get a hold of Julie Meyer's book, Dreams and Supernatural Encounters, 
I believe that you're... Julie, what happened to your heart in reference to the Jew in Israel after walking into this experience? You know what is so exciting? Because at the House of Prayer, we have three or four different prayer meetings where it's devoted to pray for Israel, to pray for the Jewish people. And I used to go to those meetings and not even get it. I just, I just, I didn't get it. But when I had this dream, I st- even though I didn't have the passion that I knew other people had for Israel, I still asked him for it. God, give me your heart. What are your thoughts towards Israel? What do you think about when you look at your beautiful people? But when I had this dream, I woke up with, number one, a heavy burden to pray because he wanted me to carry the weight of the burden of prayer. That's what I think that's why we have dreams, so that we can birth his purposes in the earth through intercession. But when I woke up, I mean, I, I loved them. I mean, I loved the Jewish people like I love my family. And the neat thing is, is that when people have read this dream, there's like a, it's like the Spirit of the Lord is, you know, in the pages of the book. And as people are reading it, my testimony has been that when they're done and they turn the page to the next dream, that they have this passion for Israel and the Jewish people that they didn't have when they started reading it. But, you know, it's not just for the Jewish people. I believe that your dreams capture the heart of God for this moment in history that we're living in. And uh, the, the feedback I'm getting from our staff that are reading that book is their lives are being transformed. So I want to get the book in your hands and the two music CDs. One is a brand new exclusive uh soaking CD that we have available, uh, and it's available for a gift of $40, but anything you can include above will be poured into Jewish ministry. And this is God's moment for Israel, but I see Israel as the catalyst to reach the Gentiles. When Jesus came the first time, he used the Jew to reach the Gentile. When he returns, I believe he's going to once more use the Jew to be modern-day Pauli apostles that are going to take the Word of God throughout the whole earth. I do not believe it's an accident that Israel is one of the computer capitals of the world. And I believe these young Israelis are going to get saved and evangelize the world. When, when we come back, I've got so much to talk to Julie about, but one of my favorite songs on these new CDs I'm going to play for you. Call our order-only line. 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. Sid Roth here with Julie Meyer. And uh, Julie, tell me about the song, Beautiful Healer. It's a soaking song from our brand new, uh, and we have it for a season, exclusive CD that we're making available. Tell me about the song. You know, I love 
it, the whole thing is, is spontaneous, so I just went in and just asked the Lord for his heart. But the thing that I encountered, I felt like I encountered the Lord uh, with Beautiful Healer and with several of these songs because I I felt like he said three things, that there's there's three different ways that he heals. He heals he heals very quickly. You know, you go to a service and bam, you're healed. Sometimes he takes people completely through the journey of healing. I mean, they do the work, you know, uh, but there is, I felt like a third and I began to sing, you know, this, I won't get in a hurry when it's time to sit with you. I won't get in a hurry when it's time to come and drink. And then I just started singing Beautiful Healer. And I felt like the Lord had said that and that he's, he's a friend. He wants to be our friend. He wants to spend time with us. But we want everything really, really, really fast and quick. We're the microwave generation. But he just loves to be with us. And, and he's not in a hurry. And I felt like... That in the setting, as people just sit there and, and, and listen, you know, to the, the beautiful healer and, and this, this music, that the Lord would begin to touch and heal their bodies out of friendship because they're just sitting with a friend. And I really believe that I believe that God is going to touch people and heal them in the place of just setting with him, putting on anointed music, putting on the CD, because I believe he spoke that to my heart. Well, I believe every time I soak personally, and I do with your CDs, I have deep inner healing going on. Let's see what happens to the people that are listening right now. Beautiful Healer.
wonderful Savior, beautiful healer. And Julie had a word that as you were listening, people that have had strokes, people that have had diabetes, you are healed in Yeshua's name. And stop looking back. You are healed in Yeshua's name. Uh, Julie, uh, you were talking about Mozambique, uh, and you had a visitation from God. What happened there? I was out at um, Heidi Baker School, and I was. Uh, they they actually wanted me to do a worship night, and it was just me and the piano, no band, and her whole school. And I simply started singing from Revelations one. Um, Revelations one. I just opened my Bible and started singing verses twelve through 18, and that is when John turns around and sees one like the Son of Man with a garment down to his feet. And I, and th- this is where John sees his eyes like a flaming fire, and his face is blazing like the sun. And I started just singing that word for word, and suddenly, I mean, it was suddenly, people Almost everyone in the the place started having visions. Some people were caught up to heaven. Some people were taken, like they went into hell, and they saw, like, family members who actually they hadn't died yet, and they were, like, scared. And uh, Tell me one particular person that this happened to. Describe what happened. Well, one of them is this is this young girl uh, that she came up to me and she was just shaking and she was, and, and this went for three hours. So it, it just kept unwrapping and unwrapping and just people having uh, different visit visitations and like going up into Revelations four, going up into Revelations five and seeing it. But the, after it was over and we said amen, and what happened is the spirit of prophecy fell, so it just fell in the room that I just left the piano and I started prophesying over people because was, there was just such a open heaven there that night. When the, when the night was over, a young girl came up, I'm early 20s, and she was just shaking. And she she was sobbing because she said, "I, I, 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 I saw. I went into hell," and she said, "I saw my family, and they're still alive." And I said, "You know what? I want to pray for you." But I just had a knowing. You know, it's the spirit of God on the inside. You know, when you just kind of know something, and it's because it's the spirit of God telling you. And I said, "I am telling you that." This you saw this vision because God gave you a burden for your family because you've kind of just not really included them in your prayer life and I feel like the Lord's inviting you to pray for them because what you saw is not where they're going. I mean I think that we can see the plans of the enemy. But what happened in her is it put the spirit of prayer in her. And I got an email uh, from her later, and she it was like 
a year later, and she said, I'm still carrying this. I'm loving my family, but I used to never pray for them. But because of that, that one night, she said, I'm, I'm still carrying, but I also have hope that I'm carrying the burden for prayer for them because they're going to give their lives to Jesus. They're going to find him. You know, when I read your book, uh, one of the chapters that had a tremendous impact on me was how to get higher. Got to get higher. Tell me about that. Uh, this is a, it was a, it was an encounter when I, I was at church during our renewal services. I, the, I felt like the Lord said, go up to the front. I went up to the front and someone prayed for me and I just went out. Um, and I was, I, I, I was still me when, when I have dreams, I don't know any more. I don't know any less. I'm still Julie Meyer. But two angels were holding, they, they were trying to, like, take me up. I could, like, see what I felt Jacob might have seen, you know, when he looked up and he saw the, the open heavens, he saw a stairway. But, but these angels, they couldn't get me off the ground. And they kept saying, got to get higher, got to get higher, got to get higher, got to get higher. But we weren't going anywhere. I was just, like, hanging five feet above the ground, and I said to them, and the, I said, what's the problem? I'm not that heavy because I'm kind of short. And at that point, this other angel that was probably 30 or 40 feet, feet tall, he picked me up by the back of my shirt, and he brought me up to his face. And it's like my whole body was his face. He was so big. And he was very, very stern. And he said, it's not them. It's you. You have too many gates open. Your eye gate, your mouth gate, and your ear gate. And he said, if you want to go up, you've got to keep these gates closed. And with that, I just heard, bam, bam, bam. And suddenly I went up. I went up into, like, Revelations 4. And, um, but it put the fear of God in me on the narrow road is really the narrow road. And it was, I feel, keys. You, if we want the secrets of God, if we want to ascend, it's Psalms 24. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Um, we have to watch we have to be careful what we watch. We have to be careful what we say. We have to be careful what we listen to. And I felt like I got that straight from the throne of... And, and you know, there are many Christians in this seeker-sensitive, uh, uh, hyper-grace society that we're living in that don't have a clue about what you just said. But this is not what you said. This is what God commissioned you to tell people. Uh, give some examples of things people are doing that are opening up gates. I think, I think that we've got to be careful. Well, our mouth gate would be gossip. You know, I mean, and sometimes you can just gossip at a prayer meeting. You know, I think our eyes, what are we watching? What are we looking at when no one's around? 
because the eyes of God are in every place. What are we listening to? It could be music. It could be, you know, gossip. And I feel like God is so interested in all the little things of our life. He really cares about what we watch. He cares about how we speak, how we talk. He cares about what we listen to because we're opening our eyes. We're opening our heart to that. And I just feel like he wants that place. You know, he just said, listen, if you want to go up, you got to keep these gates closed. You know, every chapter of your book, Julie, has got nuggets that I believe will equip people for the last days from the heart of God. So I want to get this book in your hands and her two CDs, one of them brand new soaking that we have on an exclusive basis. It's, it's available for a gift of $40. But I have to tell you, if you can add to that gift, this is the set time to favor Zion. And God has so many ways of us reaching not just unsaved Jewish people, but all people. Uh, Have you seen our new television network, ISN? It's Supernatural Network. You you should just go uh, to the app store on any smartphone, any type, and, and put my name in, Sid Roth, then look for ISN, It's Supernatural Network. You'll get all of our television shows in high definition. But, Julie, you've got to tell me about the dream you had about God's raising up media. Yeah, I had a dream, and I was—now, before I went to sleep, I didn't really like media. So that this is what is so fun about just the encounters is God puts his desire in you for something— and you have his desires. I just had a dream, and I was sitting before the Lord, and he had a checkbook of finance open, and he had a pen, and he began to sing a song. And he sang, This is why I'm going to write the check. This is why I'm going to give you the money. And he sang it again. This is why I'm going to write the check. This is why I'm going to give you the money. And he's saying, it's the great invitation to the divine interruption in media, 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 media. And as he sang media, it was, I, I could see it. It was like I was standing in 5D. They don't even have that created on the earth yet. But I saw that he was going to use every facet of media to raise up his son and make Jesus famous through through media, through movies, through songs, through computer games. I could see it. I was like in movie theaters, and I was watching movies that literally uh, God began to raise up media messengers in the earth, They were those that loved the place of prayer. They were those that could not be bought by fame, favor, and finance. They just loved the Lord. Money didn't mean anything to them except it furthered the purposes of the kingdom of God. That's it. 
And it was as if suddenly screenplays were dropped in their minds, books, movies, songs, and I saw that literally the awards of the world would be given over to the righteous, like the Oscars, the Tonys, the Grammar. I saw a Broadway play that would be raised up on Broadway, and it was called, in the dream, it was like um, out of Egypt, and it was about Moses, but that when... uh, it, it would start with a man named Tony, but it would end with an Oscar. Or it would end with a statue named Tony, and it would cross the waters of the great deep, and it would land inside the walls of Jerusalem. And when it did, that the angels themselves would make the curtain calls. And when it landed in Jerusalem, it would crush the idols of Kabbalah. I saw it. Hmm. Well, you know what else you, you, that I read about in your book? And she has so much prophecy in her book. She has prophecy about the USA, about President Obama, about England, about New York City, about Russia, about Israel, about Korea, about Brazil. Uh, you really have a lot of prophecy in that book. Uh, but but I, I believe the thing that really got me so excited is you said that God was going to raise up, and you mentioned a couple of cities, and one of the cities you mentioned is Charlotte. That's where we're based, Charlotte, North Carolina. And everything that you're prophesying, we're going to be doing or we are doing in our media center right now. So I want you to get her book because I believe God will speak specifically to you as he's speaking to me, as he spoke to her in this book and the two music CDs for a gift of $40. Include whatever extra you can to reach Jewish people and all people. Set time to favor Zion. Our world is rife with comparisons about what separates us. Day after day, we go about our lives with tunnel vision. But Scripture tells us how Messiah broke down the wall between Jew and Gentile, allowing for the creation of one new man, one new humanity. This spiritual completeness is set to usher in the greatest move toward God the world has ever known. Log on to SidRoth.org today and learn how one new man is the key to unlocking God's greatest blessings. To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. 
That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.